today on the GYST podcast, we explore what is personal development. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYC Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Shit. Together. Man, that like maxes out all the volumes. You guys get so excited. The most excited you guys ever are about each episode is saying that word. It's fun to curse. Hey, I can keep that same momentum and go. (laughs) It's it's called Get Your Shit Together, not Lose Your Shit Together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode. I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rucks here. Patrick Liam. I am Jansen. All right. So, uh, long-time listeners, you know that we have expanded a little and added Patrick and Jansen to the team, and we're excited to have them. So, with that, you guys ready to dive in? Let's do it. Dive in. All right. So, today, we are going to explore the fantastic world of personal development with the intro to personal development. Personal development really comes down to knowing that life can be better than it is right now. But here's the key. Understanding that you have the ability to do something about it. Again, it's knowing that life can be better, but understanding that you have the ability to do something about it. And that's the key, I think, when we when we talk about personal development. And, and first off, personal development, self-help, self-growth, personal growth, they, they all kind of are related in that term. That it's, it's really understanding that life can be better and knowing that we have the ability to do it. There's so many people who understand that life can be better, and they choose to express that as a form of complaining. Life can be better. Why isn't my life better? They, they play the victim. And with that comes a whole slew of negativity. Instead of saying, okay, I understand life can be better. I understand that I have to take full responsibility of my life and I can do something about it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to open it up to the team and just get our thoughts on personal development, maybe share our own, share our own experiences and, and go from there. So fellas, what do you think? I love the topic of personal responsibility. I really mm. do. And you're really big on that. I, I feel like if people huge. don't own their own stuff, that I call them out on it. Yeah, I, I love it, especially in and it applies in every part of the world, right? In every part of our lives, uh, whether it's um, our working relationships, um, our, our relationships in, in our personal lives, if it's heck, just with ourselves or in our politics. I hear people talking about, oh, the, the government owes me this, or, oh, man, this, this group's bad. How is it affecting you? You have an obligation to better your own life. No one owes you a thing. Get out and make your life better. Don't expect someone else to do it for you. Oh, why do you... Why do you think that is, Glenn, that, that people feel almost a, a sense of entitlement, like they're, they're owed something? 
So then they don't have to take responsibility for where they are today. They don't have to look at what they've done to put themselves where they're at. Gives them an excuse, per se, to exactly. justify it. It's got that boogeyman that they can sit there and say, yeah. it's because of that guy over there or that group over there or this system over here, it kept me down. What did you do to change it? If you didn't do something to better your own life, you're to blame for where you are today. No one else owes you a thing. Government's not going to fix it for you. They can't even fix the hospitals that they run for the VA right now. Why would they fix your life? So the personal development, I think, you know, it's instead of looking outwards on your problems, look try inward. to look inwards. Exactly. See where, I mean, you know, things, a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. But you got to think about your perspective on things, how you're engaging them, not engaging them. Start from, so like personal development just start from you, right? It's personal. Yeah, that's, the, that's right in the, the term. Yeah. Personal. You develop yourself and hopefully, not hopefully, it will improve your life in different aspects. So start from yourself. Now, looking internally can be painful, which is why I think most people don't do it. Oh, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> right? Oh, man, I fucked up my life back there by doing this. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like a punch in the gut every single time. I shouldn't have eaten that cheesecake every month. <laughs> it's it's easier to blame other people for why we aren't where we want to be because we don't want to take responsibility. I don't want to say, look, it, it's it's not my fault I am where I am. It's it's so-and-so's fault. And if it weren't for these external things, I'd be killing it. But But no one does that. And I feel like that is the first step is is understanding that you have to take responsibility for your life good or bad mm-hmm. people you know people say like they're they're their own worst critic i think some people only applies that to things that they have achieved and then they critique right but i think you need to critique yourself on things that you might not think is positive critique on things that is negative oh crap i did this today let's not do that again Reflection. Yeah. Some people hate looking into their reflections, believe me. So they say, well, that's uh, you know, uh, it's not my fault. That's the only food that's available for me. I would argue that that's human nature. Mm-hmm. Mm. We like to avoid conflict with ourselves. It's not we love to create conflict with each other, but... Yeah. When we have to fight with ourselves to change ourselves, to, to change our habits that we created. No one likes to do that. It's not comfortable. And how much of it, Glenn, would you chalk up to ignorance? Not, not I don't mean ignorance in a <clears throat> negative way, just ignorance of not having that knowledge. So the, the average person, I would say it's safe to say, does not engage in personal development. They... They know that life can be better, but they don't fully understand that they have the power to do it. They think, you know, if if I work hard enough, I'll I'll get a, a raise, I'll have more money. Therefore, I, it offers me a little bit more flexibility. We we can't look at the average person as in complete avoidance because I think it also shows that they don't know that other possibilities exist. You know what I mean? No, I, I could see that, and 
you know, a lot of a lot of people out there that do complain a lot. I have a hard time with people that I know know better, but those that don't know that they could do different things, it just comes from one of us to step up and say, "Hey, you know what? You can improve your life doing this." And if they shoot you down there, guess what? They know better. <laughs> you could just walk past them and say, "You know what? They I I, I just tried to offer some advice." You can't help anyone that doesn't want to help. Tried to help you out, tried to show you where you can improve yourself and make your life better, and you don't want to do that? Fine. That's that's on you. I'm, I'm going to have a great day you know, in spite of that. What would you say is the common reasons why people push back so much when it comes to looking within and personal development? Is it fear-driven? Some people doesn't want to listen, and they don't want change. It's... They think what they see is the best option, or they think that they they've explored. We have so much life experience, especially you know how, especially the older people. I'm not I'm not discriminating against older people. It's just that they have so much experience in life that they're kind of blind to see <clears throat> new methods to do things or new outlook. When a younger person or even their kids tell them, "Hey, you can do, you can have done it this way." They kind of refuse to think that, oh, hmm, I know so much in life. I have so much experience more than you. Then why am I listening to you? Instead of, you know, oh, let me try that. Maybe it's something that I haven't seen before or a method of doing something that I never thought of. So I think some people are just afraid to change or, you know, they've done things so many times. Admit think, that they're wrong. Yeah. Just because you're doing something 20 times doesn't mean you've done it 20 times correctly. Hmm. I mean, I guess it works, but I mean, there's always more efficient ways to do things. And I think it, it, there's a fine balance of knowing yourself enough to know where things change. One of my favorite quotes is, when you're younger, you regret the things that you do. When you're older, you regret the things that you didn't do. And what that means is at some point there is a crossroads of that. And when, when is that crossroads? Like a lot of people say, you know, 40 is over the hill. So is, is 40 that crossroads where up until that point you are making mistakes by being active and, and doing things? And then the later half of your life, you're looking back and you're like, man, I wish I would have done more things. So I think that can be difficult. I know for myself, one of the reasons why I found myself to be a little on the heavier side before was when I was growing up and I, and I still remember this, it was, it was summer break and I was eating a frozen pizza. I mean, I'm elementary school eating a frozen pizza and my uncle comes over and I'm like, would you like a slice? And he's like, no. And he just looked at me with, with kind of a, a sad look in his eyes. He's like, enjoy this life right now. You know, eat whatever you want because when you get older, you won't be able to enjoy these things. Now, the the problem is that got set in my brain, and I didn't know. Okay, when's the the time that? Oh, you know, I'm I'm 18 now. Now I need to start eating healthy. You know, it. There was never that period, and so here I am, still not thinking like, oh, okay, I am at that age where I need to eat healthier. Therefore, I'm going to continue eating the way that I've always eaten. So I think when you when you look at life and you're talking about personal development, we all feel 
the way that we do things is the right way of doing it. We all feel like the way that we think is the right way of thinking because that's how we do and think. No one says, man, you know, I, the way I think is absolutely horrible, but I'm going to continue thinking this way. <laughs> and so because it, like even around this table, there's, there's four of us on four different microphones with four different perspectives on life. Each of us thinks that our way of doing things is the right way of doing things. To be truly learned, I feel like you need to be able to be open enough to continuously challenge your beliefs and say, what's working, what's not working, and understand lessons are everywhere. I know I'm kind of rambling on about this, but one other thing is a lot of people will come up to me and say, you must read a lot of personal development books like like Tony Robbins and, and Ed Milet and whatever, and, and they're naming off all these people. Is that where you get your lessons from? And I tell them, yeah, sure, I've, I've read those books. But really where I draw the majority of the stuff that I've learned and implemented in my life is from children's books. And they're always like, no, that, that can't be true. Like, like, honestly, what is it? I was like, no. There's always a moral in the story. Right? In and books. it's right to the point. It is. It's direct. And it's basic. Here's how to share. Not, you know, if, if I read, like right now I'm reading Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More. And he's got some phenomenal things in it, but it's like one after another after another of these bullet points of ways that I need to change my life for, for the better. You know, he's, he's unlocking things. Or I can read a quick book and get a different basic type of value. I don't need to be personal development level 301 to understand a children's book, which is, you know, and, and people always tend to make things way more complicated than it should be. Everyone always tells me it can't be that simple. And they find ways to overcomplicate it. A perfect example, again, I, I need to just stop talking. Um, Glenn, you have been an active part of this podcast now for, for probably about four, almost five years, right? Give or take a few. <laughs> How many people come up to you and say, wow, it's cool that you do a podcast. I wish I could do the same thing. I just don't know how. I've had a fair few. And now that you never, from the moment that we said, Glenn, do you want to be a part of this podcast? You said, sure. But you never said, sure, I just don't know how. You just watched us and learned, and now you could do this yourself. And I think the same thing is true with life, where we tend to overcomplicate things and then suffer from analysis paralysis, man, like you haven't even turned on a microphone and you're wondering how to, you know, okay, what it would, how do you monetize a podcast? Well, first you need to, you need to turn it on, buddy. Start like, recording first and then you worry about the rest. Yeah. Therefore. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. I, I just like rambled for like <laughs> a half hour there. But do you think people, tend to think that way because of outside influence of the world. Because you always see kids, right? They're, they're happy. They're always happy. What do they care about? Being sleepy. Somebody <laughs> taking their stuff away. And that's, that's the normal things. If somebody take your stuff away, you get a little sad. That's normal, right? But for the most part, kids are super happy about most things. And then what happened? You just grow up and things get complicated? Your brain... Starts to think I that, th oh my God. I, I think part of it comes from parents shielding their children from the worries of the world. And they're not preparing their children 
for the worries of the world. So they have these great, great ideas as children and what they want to do in their life. And I think they need to keep those, those dreams alive. But parents are not preparing them for those lives. Uh, those lives. They're not helping them understand what the real world is like. So they're able to think of these things and not think of the consequences of some of the actions they're, they're taking. Um, it's easy to make friends because they're not worried about you know, the, the social view of who you're hanging out with, right? We all have that one friend that you don't want to come to a party because he's going to upset everyone else, talk politics. <laughs> this guy right here. Looking at you, Glenn. That's right. Um, so, you know, kids, they don't care about politics. They don't care about, you know, for, for most children, they'll never care about what color you are, what gender you are. I mean, little boys generally think girls have cooties and girls think that boys have cooties, but eventually they all become friends at some point, right? You can just stick them, stick them in a classroom, they'll develop their own friendships. Yeah, that's true. As long as you don't take anybody's stuff away. And but as adults, we, we get into an office space with 30, 40 coworkers, and we develop maybe one or two friendships because the person sits directly next to us. If we're lucky, if you can stand that person, right? You're not picking apart the little things that bother you about that person. I'm trying to think about where does that all start? Where, where do you become, you know, aware of other people? Of these people are going to hurt me. These people have hidden agendas. What is that? I don't, I don't remember where that switches come from just takes just one life experiences yeah, just yeah. if one person screws you over and and, and mm-hmm. you think that's it like a seed it just basically gets sowed and then grows it's just i think people get corrupted by the world so so people are inherently good just some people aren't i don't know what happened to them but i believe that people are good to begin with until they prove proven otherwise but a lot of people prove them otherwise and that's why you remove those people in your life but yeah i mean I, I just don't remember when the, I become, you know, that aware of what other people, oh, what are other people going to do, what are people going to think. I don't remember when that happened. And a lot of it has to do with, with growing up. For example, when when I was growing up, there were toys that I wanted, like like Hot Wheels. You know, you see the racetracks, right? Still want And I would always be like, Dad, like, I really want this. You know, it, it's cool, like, you know, cars going loops and all this kind of stuff. And he would always tell me, oh, it only works on commercials. Like, they, they fix it so it only works on commercials. It doesn't work in real life. You don't want it. And his skepticism of that has played a role in my life. Now, when, when he told me that, I'm sure he wasn't thinking like, hmm, what programs can I instill in my son that are going to reoccur over and over again in his life until he understands his personal development and does something to challenge his own beliefs? He doesn't think that way. In his experiences, maybe he he saw something on TV that, that looked really great, brought it home, didn't work. Therefore, the program that he just created was commercials are all lies. And therefore, he's trying to be the best dad he can and to protect me. He's like, don't be fooled by commercials. Commercials lie. And even now... I catch myself where I'll see something really cool on TV and I'm like, oh, that product doesn't truly work. 
it's it's only an infomercial or as seen on TV type of thing, you know? And so I so so much of our behavior is stemmed from the way that our parents kind of explored the world with us. You know, I mean you, you take a look at even different cultures. I grew up with all my aunts and uncles and cousins. Every every birthday party we would all be together. And so for me, my viewpoint of like an extended family is my family. Whereas if you didn't grow up with that, if if your extended family lived outside the state or whatever, then you get together with them. It's a big deal. I haven't seen my cousin in probably ten years. Worse for me is like, oh, I haven't seen my cousin in like three weeks. Oh, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? I mean, from the way that we are raised, it starts, we start defining what life is and what, quote, normal is. But where's the line drawn that determines a bad behavior versus a good one? Like in your case where, you know, the instill don't trust the commercials, how is that harming you? Can you I, I can you expand on that? Well, there was no malintent when he when he taught you that, right? But mm-hmm. how do you look at that as a negative in your life? Oh, okay, okay. I I do. I I do think of it as a negative because it's it's causing me to be fearful of of something that that's unknown. It's it's a way of saying be careful because there's there's people out there who are going to trick you, people who are going to scam you. It's going to cause me to be less trustful. And even something like that will show up in other aspects of my life. Like a snowball effect almost, you know? You just throw this one little pebble in the lake and the ripple effects or the snowball keeps growing. Yeah. And again, it, it's not like they are meaning to do this, you know? Think about you and your brother. You and your brother are very different. How did you get that way if you both had the same parents? It's it's the different experiences. It's the um, the first kid learned this, and therefore I'm going to correct some of the things I do with the second kid, or you know, and and sometimes that sibling rivalry can show up in other aspects of your life as well. Mm-hmm. Like, can you can you think of anything that? maybe like a lesson that you learned that your brother learned a, a different lesson. Not on the top of my head. Not without at least a day's worth of <laughs> On the research next episode and... of the GYSD podcast. <laughs> no, I would say probably relationships, maybe. Um, oh, how do I want to tackle this one? Um, so with, with me, when I met my wife at the time, she and I were pretty much each other's first boyfriend, girlfriend. My brother on the end had several dates, several women, several things. Not entirely sure how the life lessons departed there because we've had similar upbringings and and key role models in our life. But somehow we just diverted. I don't know. I would say each person processes those lessons, those life lessons differently. Each person is unique, has a different personality. My sister and I are perfect examples. You know, I I took certain lessons from my father and 
she took them a, d- a totally different way. <laughs> Probably who ultimately you looked as a role model growing up. Cause I look at a lot of my life lessons, not from my parents, but from my grandparents and my uncles. Um, my brother, on the other hand, probably looked at life lessons outside of the family to friends and, and other, you know, aspects. So yeah, your parents like do a, do a lot in your pre-personal development. No. Yeah. So I, I can tell you. That's what daycare is for. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom is one of those people that worries a lot. Um, I don't mean to talk shit, mom, but just saying. Uh, with, but within reasons, because I mean, single parent, got a lot of stuff to worry about. You know, got to calculate all things, and then what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? But I think the negative side of that of of that is that she doesn't she doesn't take a risk because she can't. Like, if I quit my job and find another job, I might not have money. I have a kid that I have to take care of. So, in that sense. A lot of stuff she didn't do, and she would say she regretted it. But I'm thinking, yeah, because I was there. I didn't know what I was doing as a kid, and you had a lot to worry about. <clears throat> but that kind of that kind of expands to a lot of things that that she's doing. And then in turn, I was the same way growing up, worrying about a bunch of useless things like, oh, what am I gonna do? Today, if I go if I go this route, oh, it might be slower. A lot of things can happen, and that that kind of hinders me. But as I get older, I learn to take calculated risks instead of just taking dumb risks but worry about too much. It's a good balance, I think, you to learn from your parents, and then you have to realize, huh, that's not working out for me. How am I gonna? Twist this and make it better, because you don't you don't want to go to complete opposite of what my my parents are doing, where they they worry about too much and you just like oh yeah I'm just gonna jump in the pool and not worry about if I can swim or not. You can't do that, right? So take what their lesson is, apply your own positive side, spin it, and think, huh? Okay, there's certain things. If I do this, certain things will happen. You see different routes of things happening. You are ready for it instead of being worried and not do any of it. So that's kind of how I counter that. Growing up, yeah. So it depends on how how you how you take away that lesson, like Glenn said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how many of our fears stemmed from our parents' fears, and their skepticism or or hurts and angers and frustrations have have trickled down to us to form us to be the people who we are uh, one of the one of the guests that we're going to have Glenn uh, is uh Kyle I was talking to Kyle about coming back to to do an episode because uh Kyle left the podcast when when he had his daughter Mm. And so because he, he has a new daughter, he just didn't have the same time to devote to, to this. And him and I were having a conversation in about personal development. And he said he's thinking now things that he never would have thought about. He understands now everything that he does with his daughter 
can reflect in her life in 20 years. You know, from, from the things that he says, the way that he supports or, or you know, punishes or, or whatever the case is. Anything. And he's like, that's a lot of pressure. But Emily, who, who you know, she, she's attended one of my, no, two. Two? Yeah. She's been to two of my seminars, uh, workshops. But other than that, that, that's pretty much been her exposure to personal development. So she doesn't fully know the the long-term impact this is going to have. Therefore, she can be more present and in the moment, whereas Kyle is thinking a little bit more in the future at the expense of the present. So you've got one parent who is living in the present at the expense of the future, and then the other who's living or, you know, at the expense of at the expense of the present is living in the future. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how that all plays out, even with all of us. Yeah. As we continue to learn about ourselves and redefine who we are, we understand that you could learn a lesson today and your entire life can be flipped upside down. That's true, because you, you recall what you learned and they go, like, oh, why didn't I apply this to something that I did before? And then that kind of moves on to other things and now, huh? Things are changing. Well, fellas, as we uh, hit the half hour mark, um, any, any closing thoughts about this? I mean, this episode went from, you know, Hey, this is going to be a lighthearted intro to personal development to like, Oh man, like this is how my parents did me. Everything <laughs> wrong is because of my parents. Hey, you, you think about it. We're doing pretty good. I, I'm pretty sure the world was, much worse than how it was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you take a look at us, what are we doing right now? We've got four friends sitting around talking about how do we improve each other's lives and share that message around the world. I guarantee that didn't happen 20 years ago. Right? What are they going to do? Write letters? Dude, I'm just kidding. Dogging on the old technology here. <laughs> Record it on the 8-track and pass it around. Those little patters that you're hearing is uh, our unofficial mascot, Goober the Puppy. The fewest mascot ever. <laughs> so, any anything to say in the in the closing statements here, Cooper? Uh, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Somebody's taking his ball. Uh, it's already been taken. Oh, yes. If we're going in that direction, sure. The, the south end is where we're going. No, um, I would say self self improvement, personal development, whatever you want to call it. It is a personal journey. It's very simple and also very complicated. You, you have to analyze yourself and you have to be willing to take a few lumps. Realize that you made some bad decisions. Make some corrections. And it could be something simple, like drinking a glass of water every day. Drinking eight glasses of water. Or in this case, this is probably six glasses of water and Drinking 18 to 24 a day. <laughs> Glenn's got this water bottle that he, if he swung and hit me over the head, I, I would die. It, it's a very big, heavy hydro flask. Yeah, if you left that in the airport, they're going to have to call a bomb squad. Exactly. If I were to leave this in unattended, they would think it's a bomb. But, uh, yeah, just make small, small decisions to change small things in your life, and you'll notice a big difference over time. It may not seem like much, you know, just making your bed every day, but that alone will help you start the day fresh. Yeah, 
you it accomplish that you. one thing, right? People say that when they make their bed in the morning, you accomplish a little task first thing in the morning, and then that carries you throughout the day. I say that, but I don't make my bed. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> oh, there we go. But yeah, um, personal development, I think no one can help you. I mean, it's in the name. Personal development, it's, it's you against you. You have to realize, like, look into yourself. Are you doing anything that you're not comfortable with? Are you in denial of anything? Like, pick something small and work on it. I mean, it, it starts from you, first of all. No one, no one, people can, ha- can help you, but you, you got to be willing to help yourself first. Anything uh, for you, Patrick, before we uh, sign off here? Just start. Start small. Start with yourself. All right. When, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the GYST Podcast. Thank you very much for joining, and stay tuned for next week's episode, which will launch next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 